welcome to another episode of the Splitting Hairs podcast, presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. In this episode of the B-Team, the guys discuss and preview the upcoming game with the Delaware Blueheads, and also discuss round one of the FCS playoffs. Splitting Hairs podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place, Cottonwood Coffee, and are sponsored by Dakota Iron Equipment, Shenanigans Pub, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Now here's your host, Ben and Brendan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the B team. Yes, Joshua Hoffman, we know you're late. We're late, just like your girlfriend. Anyways, <laughs> that was that was. Oh, harsh. we hope not. I, I was just playing. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what you're shooting for. Uh, anyways, we are the B team, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated, a part of the Splitting Hairs podcast group. We are also on the FCS Fans Nation podcasting network. Brought to you as always by. Drake's place in Bottle, South Dakota, much more than a convenience store. They've got the best pizzas in South Dakota, Calzones, sandwiches. The 605 Hog is my personal favorite. Um, they've got on and off sale liquor, plus your normal convenience store prices and gas out at the pump. So go out there if you're up in the Bottle, Northwest, North Central part of the state. Stop on by on your way out to hunt and get everything you can need. And we're also brought to you by Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro in Brookings, South Dakota. They are your one-stop shop for the best coffee in the state, as well as awesome breakfasts if you are in town or get their coffee in Minnesota Walmarts. Also, you can get their coffee online. Use code JI22 to get 10% off your order. Some restrictions may apply. Anyways, we're back. We didn't have anything going on this weekend. Ben came over. Chad came over. We all watched FCS playoff football. It was a blast. It's my favorite weekend of the year. Ron Lowney, I will get to you, sir. And Mr. Helton, I will also get to you. I have words for you, Mr. Helton. You cost me $50. More, more correctly, Eastern Kentucky getting pantsed by Garner freaking Webb cost me $50. What a freaking joke. Get your shit together, wax on. My God. Seth Meyer plans on stopping at Drake. Is that a boy? Hell yeah. Get Let him know we sent a yeah let let him know that we said he's watching he knows we sent him um (laughs) anyways uh no it was a fun weekend uh we we got to watch quite a bit of football uh at my place um chad was by a little later he was putting up a pole barn um but otherwise uh what'd you think of the weekend here ben so far with how the playoffs started because we've got a lot to get into when it comes to the committee and stuff as well yeah, I mean they were fun matchups. You know, it uh, a lot of points scored, which is always fun. Um, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of defense being played in some of those games, but uh, you know, only a couple of lopsided matchups. Other than that, they were pretty good games. Um, you know, we'll get into them a little later, but you know, some of them went down to the wire and everything, and um, set up some intriguing matchups for the second round here. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's it's been good so far. Yeah, UND, I thought they were going to get murdered out of the gate. And it's like, oh, jeez, guys. They were looking, gonna, they were headed that way. Yeah, they were headed that way because since uh, Ron just comes in trying to talk conference smack talk like I care, okay, good for you. I, I don't think they give out a trophy for the best com- the conference that have the best playoff record at the end of the year. Um, but they do give a, 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 a trophy out to uh the national champion something that uh the big sky hasn't had in like five or six years but <laughs> i'm just saying you know, not saying i'm just that, saying that um, game could have gone a little differently if they would have hosted it where they should have hosted it right you know if the committee wasn't on the take like at this point 
every huh. conspiracy theory is valid about the committee until proven otherwise right and you know i feel bad for guys like sam herder and matt frazy and kyler neal and all these guys that have interviewed committee members and they all you know and me to an extent we everybody took them at their word that things were on the up and up and that things went a certain way you know the highest bid hosts the seat hosts the playoffs because there's been plenty of instances where teams that are far better have had to go on the road because they didn't put up the bid or whatever there's been instances of Nichols state hosting and having the visiting team use tents for their locker room which just so, so happened to this... also be nda und yeah um there's always been the theory that freaking um dustin i talk what about damn want um he says you don't want to talk about hoisting natties brendan maybe i will after this year um but anyways <laughs> anyways uh it, they 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 just did whatever the hell they want, and it and it, you go on one hand and they say Weber got to host because they had the better resume and they were almost a seed. Well, that's never happened before, especially when you get outbid by eighty five thousand dollars. I'd have bought it if it was like a ten thousand dollar difference. Like, okay, cool, give it to them. And honestly, um, if you are a big Sky fan or a Montana State fan or Weber fan listening to this. I genuinely am happy UND lost. Like, I just don't like UND. I, I don't want any Missouri Valley team to advance first past the first round. I'm on record on here saying I want to be the only Missouri Valley team in the playoff because I don't want to face them in the playoffs. The It just helps us in recruiting when they don't do well. So whatever. Um, anyways, it, it's crazy. So you go from that, right, and you ignore the bid. And then you go with the Montana side of things, and you admit that, yeah, we didn't know the bid, but we knew Montana was going to put in a big bid and that bid, and that was a factor, which is something that was always swore up and down. No, we don't take that into account. And fans have always accused them of that, of Montana's going to get in because they have a huge bid. That goes back decades. And then they go and finally admit, I mean, God bless them. Either Truex is the people's champion, and he saw all the dirty bullshit happening in that back room. And is just said, you know what? This is gross. This needs to be burned down. And is just outing all of it. Or he's the dumbest son of a bitch alive. And I don't believe that an AD for a school like that can be stupid. So I, I think he's just airing it all out. It's crazy. Um, but the thing to me that's a really, really, really bad look about all of this is for NDSU. When your AD is on the committee... And then you let this happen to your one of your rivals. Like if we did this, if this happened, like say, um, <laughs> say Sal was on the committee, and then that happened to NDSU, there would be pitchforks, and they would be attempting to burn down Brooking, South Dakota, right now if that happened. And I get it, funny that it happened to UND. I find it a little bit funny, but the not funny part is when it when it's going to happen to somebody else when they're when they can go off the rails like this and just spit in the face of precedence that's been around for years because we have all said you should you should regionalize the bracket or you shouldn't not that you should seed the bracket and have the best team host not because of money you shouldn't be able to host because of money but that's the way it is and then when you don't tell anybody that you change it and just change it because you goddamn feel like it it doesn't make any sense. And then you make a conference champion travel on the road to Montana who barely who was a bubble team. 
when your whole thing was and and SEMA also had a ranked win. And then Montana, the Montana magic happened there. I don't, I don't want to call them devil magic. The Montana devil magic happened up there in the playoffs, which we can all relate with. Um, it's it's a joke. Like that whole thing needs to be burned down and started over. I mean, light the whole thing on fire. And if every FCS conference commissioner isn't just livid about it, then they should be fired and put a new one in place. Yeah. Cool. I mean, the worst part's the hip- hypocrisy of it. Like, you know, Ron mentioned something about it's all about the money. Well, is it? Because they took less money to let mm-hmm. Weaver host a game. Uh, where on the right. other side, they, they took money to let have Montana be in. So it just the, the wishy-washy feel of it and just like basically just we'll do whatever we want and there's really no rules. I mean, like I it's it's a mess. And, it, it you know, you talked about it on Twitter. I think we just need to burn the whole thing down and like, it, I really hope that the FCS ADs as a whole get together and, and try to do something about it because it's it's a joke. I mean, it, it makes the conference look bad. Or the, the, not the conference, the our um, division. The whole, yeah, the whole FCS subdivision. level look bad. Um, and, you know, and this is on the heels of uh, a conference flipping a coin to figure out their conference champion. So, <laughs> yeah, and like, who would have thought that that was going to be more transparent? That's what I've been yeah, waiting right. to say. Like, yeah, that right. ended that up was... being way more transparent and above <laughs> board true. than the FCS committee. All we need is Jamie Williams to come in here and like sit in the FCS committee meetings or something yeah. so that they actually right. happen with like some some actual scruples because the way it is apparently they're completely scrupulous so yeah i mean i mean between jamie you know the the job he did to get that out in the the open and then you know herders uh sam herder came out with an article today talking about how you know we need to revamp this playoff thing and um you know probably should see the top 16 and um you know i think that if we get enough momentum from guys like that that are kind of influential in the fcs world that I, I think that you know something may get done about it, but we'll see, I guess. Well, in that article you referenced from Sam Herder, if you're listening and you haven't read that, that is required reading, in my opinion. That was such a good article from Sam Herder about um, <clears throat> what the committee can do, should do, all that stuff, the changes that should be made. Um, he talks about the current contract and how that expires in 2024 with ESPN for um hosting or for having the media rights for the playoffs and all the f's all the championships for the ncaa um sans the men's basketball tournament and right now it's only 34 million dollars across the board total that's insane the they they and then he put in there that they're probably going to separate women's basketball tournament and shop that separately as well because right now the women's basketball tournament alone is valued around 112 million dollars on the low end so and then he brought up the numbers that view the fcs title games and things like that and how that compares and how the fcs tournament alone is worth more than 34 million dollars to a media right media broadcast company so that to me that that's going to be a huge deal what does that end up being I personally tend to think with the way the NCAA works and all that stuff, seeding top 24 might not happen, but I could see them seeding the top 16 if they get a good media deal, backing off on raping these schools for the ticket revenue. They're taking 80. Not only do you bid, you have to give 85% of your ticket revenue. And people wonder why JMU was losing money. 
And you wonder why there's not incentive for these programs to do well and and uh, be in the playoffs if it costs them money. I mean, if you look at that and you're a Western Illinois who doesn't have money anyways, I mean, why would you ever want to host? It's crazy. And the NCAA also requires your ticket price to be uh, tied into your average ticket price for the year too, right, if I'm not correct. so. Uh, I- I believe it has to be like at your lowest ticket. It, it can't be right. below your lowest ticket price at some point during the year or something along those lines is what I remember, but it's crazy. I mean, it, it, if, if you can leave $85,000 on the table, you can stop hiding behind the garbage regionalization stuff. I mean, I think they're trying to be fair to Montana. They thought they were tired from watching MSU run up and down the field. Yeah, you know, I was tired watching Montana State run up and down the field on them. Um, you know, and the the thing I find interesting is the people who uh, um, use beating SEMO as some sort of validation for Montana. I don't, I don't really buy that. I don't buy that for a lot of first round games. Honestly, generally speaking, I don't think a lot of those matchups are something that validates a program that's supposed to be the stature of Montana. Um, it would have validated something for SEMO if SEMO would have won. You know, I could see them as a program up on the uh, on the come up because they look good. They're, their lines look good and things like that until it fell apart in the second half, reminiscent to something we don't talk about around here. Um, but otherwise, I mean, some of these games in the first round with the automatic bids, which, yep, I get it. It sucks, but that's an NCAA law. If you're, if you qualify for an automatic bid as a conference, you're going to get it. They can't just, they're not going to just take that away. And before you say, just take it away. Remember that's how SDSU and the summit league gets an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. That is why that exists. So it's just part of it. Sometimes things suck and you just got to swallow that pill. It is what it is. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else on that, Ben outside of the, I don't think so. Uh, Seth <laughs> Seth Meyer had a good point uh, uh, in, in it is the revenue or the bid. So when you make a bid, it's guaranteeing that much revenue, uh, right? Which so like sense. your ticket okay. revenue, you're, you're assuming you're going to sell enough tickets to make up that. I might know, have to reread that, that article because I thought it said that it was 85% of the ticket sales as well. I don't think it's I, in addition. Maybe, maybe I think I'm saying that. that like the schools are saying that we're going to sell enough tickets where 85% of it will right. make up at, at least well, the bid amount. And I mean, even, even so you're still getting just gashed. Oh yeah. It's yeah. How many, how many plane trips? I mean, I don't know how much a private jet costs, but geez, $127,000 is, is a big bid. I would think that, well, that would cover an Allegiant plane from, you know, Vegas or Weaver in this case to North Dakota. Yeah, I mean that's the the purpose of the bids is the yeah tra- right. That's what they claim the purpose of the bids was was to cover the cost of travel of the visiting team. So, but I mean, do we think that UND has the largest bid out of everybody that put in bids? Because you got to put in bids know. before you before you get seated, right? So, I mean, SDSU right. obviously put a bid in, even though they knew they were going to get it. Well, top did team. you did you see the latest thing to come out? I about did that? and. That's and, the that's the worst part of it all. Was when True isn't there like said when you bid if you're in the second round and you're seated, right? We all naturally we all were under the impression that if you are a seed, as long as you put in the minimum bid, you will get right. to host, right? And that those was kind of the minimums consensus. increase, right? Is my yeah, understanding. Yeah, something like that. But 
then he comes out and says, well, if one bid is way higher than the seed, we would consider who gets the host. Are you effing kidding me? Was he saying that or was he saying that he, if they didn't? No, that's how it read. In no, the no. He said, he said, if it, I'll have to, I'd have to pull up the tweet, but I retweeted it. And I thought he, he was said, saying that if, if the seeded team didn't submit a bid, no, like if they not, didn't he, bid at all, that's, then they no, would talk that's how he started, which we kind of knew. But then, um, all right, here we go. Cause I retweeted it. Teams are not allowed to bid $0 if they want to host. As an example, if MSU bid the second round minimum this year and Weber had bid, say, 100000 there would have been a conversation about who hosts. Hmm. Gotcha. That's, that's insane. After you just pull this crap with Weber and UND to come out and say that? Mm-hmm. They're so out of bounds. I mean, if, we, if that were to happen, because... Part of the luxury of if you know you're being a seed, you should be able to bid minimum and not get gashed for financial reasons. I mean, that should be part of it and know that, hey, we're probably going to be a top seed up to, you know, we're probably going to be a top four seed. So we're going to bid the minimum for these games to make sure that we get to host the ones we're supposed to host. And we don't have to bid something crazy and get gashed for no reason because we know we're going to be a seed. And now they bring that up. It sounds like they're just trying to milk extra money out for no damn reason. It's insane. Yeah. So Troy, Troy's idea here of just charge each FCS school twenty five grand a year each to cover the transportation cost. Um, I think Matt Frazee had a similar idea on yeah. the uh, FCS Fans Nation podcast, and I don't hate it. It's like just Annie up. I love it. And like if if you don't like the Annie, then get out of FCS. And that way, right. if we ante up, then we can have more control over the, the playoff selection, ideally. I mean, that would be part of the deal. And that it wouldn't be such a joke then. Because then they wouldn't have to figure out the revenue of it. You'd have plenty of revenue. You'd have right. plenty of dollars available um, for travel costs. And so we could have a legit tournament that didn't have to be this mess that it is now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Where, I mean, if you can't, as a Division One institution, pony up twenty five thousand dollars towards the championship or the playoffs, you yeah. probably in, in should be participating of, anyway. Especially the amount the of teams that have buy games. In the name of having a legit, cha- a legit playoff, like it seems worth right. it. Right, right, and it feels insane that all these, all, all the fun of this weekend is so overshadowed because the the committee was so sleazy. Yeah, And, you know, I said something about how bad it looks for Larson on Twitter and Dom Izzo um, responded to me with a tweet and a clip from his show where um, Matt Larson saying, if you're in the field, you can't be in the room for when they discuss seeds or even who the first round matchups are. That's fine. And they loved selling that line and they have loved selling that line that if your team's in and whatever, you can't do, you're not in the room and whatever. Like we're going to pretend that this is some perfect bubble and they don't run into each other outside of this room. Like, right. like they don't point, talk. Do like, are we, that? yeah. And even if you do believe it, are we going to pretend that these dudes aren't shaking hands and yucking it up outside? Like they know something of what's going on. Let are, Right. Can we stop believing that bullshit lie? Yeah. Like Dustin says, it's time to stop the shenanigans. Sponsor shout out. Love that. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, this rant that uh, Brendan was just on is brought to you by Dakota Iron. 
since we don't have a game recap. Um, yes. <laughs> Dakota <laughs> Iron. Uh, uh, I'm sure they're, he's more than happy to sponsor your rant. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> but yeah, um, find, find Dakota Iron for all your uh, heavy equipment needs. Uh, they'll, they'll take care of you. They dig deeper. Exactly. Yes, they did. We're just making up slogans for our sponsors. For no, no it's literally on the back of his tailgate rig. Okay, yeah. fantastic. They do dig deeper. Okay, I was gonna say we did it for Drake's place. Are we doing it for Dakota Iron now? Um, but yeah, I kind of stole right. Dustin's uh reverence. He's asking if we can sponsor him. Um, but there you go. All right, well, we better yeah. move on to the results of uh how the games went over the weekend and yes. recap our picks. I don't think we did uh, well. I kind of breezed through them. We didn't do great. No, I beat you though. I agree with that. You did. You, are you checking my work now? Yeah. You, did you not see? I, I was actually <laughs> writing in that notebook last Oh, last that's week. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's a thing that I is going to that. continue to happen because I'm petty. Chad, do you want to pull those up on the screen so I can? And I really, you? really don't want to have to wear cat headphones with the background of your choosing. <laughs> I don't either. So uh, Furman, uh, this was kind of surprising to me that they took control of that game. Um, it was a close game early, but they ended up beating Elon thirty-one to six and covering. Um, they look good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they look in the second round. Um, Richmond whooped up on Davidson. Uh, Davidson again proved that um, they're, I mean, the, they can have as good of a regular season as they want, and they're just, it doesn't matter. They're, they're never going to do anything in the playoffs. Well, um, to be fair, the Pioneer League has won a game in, in the playoffs. It was against true. the Big Sky team. Let's throw that out there just because I know suck it's going to burn Ron's ass. Yeah, suck it, Ron. <laughs> What do you think of that? You lost to a non-scholar. Your conference lost to a non-scholarship league in the playoffs. That's bad, and you should feel bad. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, back to the picks. Uh, Delaware <laughs> whooped up on St. Francis. Um, we look like idiots for picking St. Francis there. Uh, they won fifty-six seventeen. That game kind of got away from St. Francis. It was it was a decent game early, um, and then they just got I don't know. They got worn down um, mm-hmm. by Delaware who we'll talk about more later because that's who we face in mm-hmm. our uh, for, or second round game here, I guess. Um, New Hampshire Fordham was an entertaining game. It was never really in doubt for New Hampshire, but it was only a 10 point game. Uh, New Hampshire won 52 to 42 and covered. Um, it was a fun game to watch. There's a lot of points. Um, yes. The, and then Gardner Webb was kind of surprising. Um, you know, we, Brendan and I were sitting there and, we said Eastern Kentucky's only three point favorite. Man, that's a lock. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it wasn't. Um, Gardner Webb won 52 to 41 um, and made us look like idiots. Well, I and... forgot that just when, just because somebody inside of a conference, and not, not, not just that, Rev, I, I'm just giving him crap, but um, there's a bunch of pods that I listen to from that region of the country, the Blue Bruds, the, the FCS check brown check down podcast and all that stuff. And they're all hyping up EKU. So you gotta, I, I, I need to keep in mind that uh, a lot of those conferences suck. 
Yeah, they may be a little biased there. <laughs> yeah, and and when that's what you watch, you're going to get a skewed version of what is uh yeah, really good team. No, I'm I'm all in for blaming Rev. I think he owes us what we bet on that game for sure. Drinks at um, Frisco. Yeah. No, nah, he's already let me stay share. He's he's hooking me up with a hotel room. I can't give him too much shit. Gotcha. Well, I'd take I'd take one of them purple beers he's been pimping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we got uh, – it was a very entertaining game, Idaho and southeast Louisiana. Um, uh, that one went down to the wire. Uh, Idaho had a chance to tie it up with a field goal, and the field was a little slippery. Um, yeah. And the kicker, they iced him, and he made the first one, didn't make the second one, slipped on the kick, and they Idaho lost by three. Um, that one was a push. Uh, Idaho was a three-point dog there. And then also in Montana, Montana won by 10. Uh, that game was uh, a bit interesting in that early it looked like Montana was uh, going to get whooped. And then they kind of turned it around and won 34-24. Yeah, it was like 31 answered points or something like that. Yeah. It was just silly. And, and they did it in the same fashion. A kick return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown. It was just gross. Right. It's a shame, but it's uh, what do they call it? Like Beamer Ball, like the Virginia Tech used to say, uh, be- right? Beamer Ball. Um, they used to win ugly with those special teams plays, too. I like and to say Hawk lot- Ball because it's like you're hawking up a loogie, and that's how I felt about it. <laughs> there you go. Um, last game was UND losing to Weber State 38 31. That was another game that UND looked like they were going to wh- get whooped early. And then they kind of came back and made it a close one at the end. Um, but they did cover. Uh, they were 13-point dogs, and they lost by seven. Can, Just think can we talk about buy a point for $10,000. Right. Well, <laughs> right? can we talk about the awful calls we witnessed? The, the St. Mm-hmm. Francis non-touchdown against Delaware, which completely changes the complexion of that game because it was – it was like a seven-point game if they scored. Yeah, a they would have tied it up. Or no, <laughs> yeah, it would have been a one-score game for sure. They, they'd have brought it within a touchdown, and instead mm-hmm. they were down by ten points. I think it was their first score, and they had to kick a field goal. Sounds right. Um, the dude catches the ball, foot down, foot down, goes, and he's kind of just like he's made like three steps, and he's just going to yeah. drop the ball, and the Delaware guy knocks it out of his hand, and they called it a no catch, and I'm going, and we're both sitting there going, did they? They what? And then they reviewed it. Yeah, <laughs> upheld that still, garbage call. Like it's horrific. different. It's different if he's going to the ground. You have to like survive the ground. Right. But, like if you catch it and step two or three times, you don't have to hold onto the ball forever. Right. <laughs> How long do you have do? to hold onto the ball for before it's a touchdown? Ref sitting there with a stopwatch. Wait, wait, and he's just getting right. punched in the face by a defensive back. That was insane. Yeah. And then the UND forward fumble that was legal, I guess. And they somehow reviewed that. And I've never seen somebody fumble a ball when they're making a throw and then have the ball go forwards 10 yards without it being a throw because that's what a throw is. Your arm goes forwards and the ball goes forwards. That's a pass. Yeah, well, Not like, good at it, definitions, but Jesus Christ, it, that was bad. If they say that it was a fumble, then it should have been like batting. 
like because that's illegal like to like hit a ball right you know forward like right i mean he clearly propelled the ball forward with his hand purposely and mm-hmm. so it's either a pass or a fumble with an illegal bat forward that's right. the only two options that could have been that should have been called there yeah um, but and then the most awesome play was uh who was it on the fake the fake extra or the fake field goal was it oh fake my god who got killed um, um was that Furman? was that the Furman game and elon tried it or was it that um, i think so good Lord. Kicker. that was god. that was sexy god that was awesome that poor kicker he just <laughs> oh. <kinda> degleted. <laughs> you could see the joy in his heart when he started to run and it, it, it it's like that spoof where they have the make a wish kid run downfield and he gets clobbered guy <laughs> that's what it felt like Oh, he's going for a fake. Oh, God, he's dead. There it was. Elon's kicker got destroyed. It was. So it was Furman Elon. God, that's how you play a fake. That was just awesome. It was impressive. All right. So let's go ahead and do you have the, yeah, the bracket. Nice, nice work, Chad. You read my mind here. Fire. All right. So take a look at the bracket here obviously sdsu plays delaware um and then we will play the winner well if we win we'll play the winner of holy cross in new hampshire um which you know that the new hampshire team it's hard to tell how good they are just based on that last game right um you know they did score 52 but we knew going into that the fordham did not have a defense and so right. they made New Hampshire's offense look really, really good. Now the running back that New Hampshire has, I don't know his name, he's number, 20, number twenty, I think it is. Yeah, um, that kid is a stud. Like he, he's good. We're gonna, I mean, if that's who we play, we're gonna have to watch him. But I don't know. We can we can talk about that matchup if it happens. But interested to see who uh, wins that game because obviously it has some implications for us. Well, that was um, the funniest. Else touchdown celebration on the way down <laughs> to score i've ever seen when he high-fived his blocker and it that wasn't was like a cool. quick one like they made eye contact yeah i fived on the way that, to the end zone that's, that's how bad Ford's defense was like new hampshire was, <laughs> was so slapping bad. hands on the way to score and touchdown <laughs> i've never seen that before it was awesome yeah i agree and then uh we've got uh william and mary uh faces gardner webb by the way it's Bill and Mary. Chad, you were calling him Bob and Mary on the A-team pod. <laughs> I've never, I don't think Bob is a shortened version of William. I, it's a joke. Never mind. Maybe is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. It's dumb, but right. never he, mind. Just, he just does it to be annoying, but it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, you never know. Old Billiam and Mary. And then we've got uh, Montana State, Weaver State, which is a very intriguing game. Yes. On the other side of the bracket, we've got NDSU hosting Montana, uh, Samford hosting Southeastern Louisiana, Incarnate Word hosting Furman, and Sac State hosting Richmond, which, again, is a very intriguing game. Yes. That's how the bracket looks right now. Um, if you watch the FCS Fans Nation podcast, which I highly recommend, they do a great job of breaking down the first round games and previewing second round games. Um, uh, they they talked about you know, kind of talked about how many seeds they think are going to get upset, and uh, we'll we'll see 
Um, you know, we're picking against the spread, so it's a little different. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess my take is I think that we'll see two seeds fall. I could see up to four. I could four. see up to four. Yeah, because I I can absolutely see Furman beating Incarnate Word because, you know, I watching that Southeastern Louisiana game against Idaho, to be honest, um, so Sela almost earned the Southland Conference back the D in their name. I was impressed. They had a little bit of defense there. And the last time somebody with a little bit of defense played Incarnate Word, they beat them. And Southeastern Louisiana is a little bit more, obviously, Southland-style team, high-flying, up-tempo. I could see a team like Furman that loves to run the ball, just keeping um, the good doctor, Lindsey Scott, off the field and controlling the game. It, that's something I could absolutely see happening. Um, Sacramento yeah, State potential. hasn't... I was going to say, with that Incarnate Word game, you know, they've they've got a lot to prove. Right. Like right. They, I mean, they've been this high flying offense and, you know, they got the um, Walter Payton award winner likely on their team. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see. We see these teams come in and then they just are a dud in the playoffs. So it'd be right. interesting to see how that one goes. Um, I could see Sac State losing to Richmond. Richmond's a solid team. And I think Sac State's a really good team. But until they get that monkey off their back, I, I have reason to doubt them. And then I could absolutely see New Hampshire being beating Holy Cross as well. So those are four teams I could see being upset. Yeah, I could see that as well. Plus Montana and, State and Weber. I forgot about that. Dustin Helton brings that up. Yep. So five. I He's could got, see five. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. I doubt that happens. But Just madness. Oh, I'm rooting for it. All as right. long as we're Let's not one of the seeds. Let's go ahead and pick these games now that we've talked about them. The spreads are shown on the screen there. Uh, the first game we've got is Furman going to Incarnate Word. And Incarnate Word is only a four-point favorite here. Um, I'll let you, since you're ahead by two picks now, uh, I will let you... Uh, Go first. <laughs> you're, you're so magnanimous. I appreciate that. Uh, man, that's a tough spread. Um, like I said, I can see Furman be, beating Incarnate Word, but I think the Word wins by somewhere from like six to ten points. So give me UIW. I think I have to take Incarnate Word as well. Um, Jamie talked about it on the FCS Fans Nation podcast that the Furman's pass defense is just not good. Somebody else mentioned that in the comments. Um, Ten word. I love it. How bad their uh, Furman's pass defense is. So I will take Incarnate Word in this one as well, winning by at least four. Oh, Dustin, we tied last week. There you go. Um, and then we've got... Uh, this this spreads whoa me. yeah um, whoa we got Sac State favored by fourteen at home against Richmond whoa uh, I gotta take Richmond I mean I well yeah the they are traveling across the country but um yeah I'm gonna take Richmond I I think I think Sac State wins but. A lot of times when teams try to, are getting over that hump, 
it's kind of a chore. So I think it'll be closer than that. Yeah, I like the points. That's two full touchdowns. I really, you know, like Jace Hollenbeck says, hammer it. Um, I think that's a pretty safe pick with Richmond plus 14 there. Um, the SLU Sanford game, there wasn't a spread listed. Um, so we're just going to do that one as a pick which I can see that being the case. Um, I don't know that Sanford would be a big favorite if they are a favorite. I know they would be favored, but I bet it's, if anything, it's one or two. Um, so we'll go ahead and use that. Uh, pick that one as a pick What do you got? Um, well, after watching that Idaho game, I think Idaho has a better defense than Sanford does, but also Sanford's got a way more potent offense. Just having watched them play Mercer, I've never seen receivers that sure-handed. Like everything that was near him, they caught the ball. It was impressive. So I'm going to take Sanford since it is at Sanford. But I could totally I see him losing this game. Don't want to pick the same as you. But I think I'm going to Jim Patton's oh. desperation is a stinky cologne. It is. Uh, I can smell it. it causes you to have to use your I'm phone not, instead of your laptop to record. I'm not desperate. <laughs> I'm not desperate. I'm, You're desperate. If I was desperate, I'd be going the opposite of you in all these games. You're um, running out of games to be able to catch up on too. Because yeah, after yeah, yeah. this round, they get pretty thin. I think, and the Rev said that he thinks that Sanford will be a six-point favorite. Um, I'd have to go check. I don't know if you have that site, Brendan, if you could check no, that. No, I don't, okay. but perhaps producer Chad does. I don't know. I, I just I'd work have it on my phone, but but I'll have to, I'd have to go <laughs> off screen. We'll just pick it as a pick em. Um I'm going to go SLU in this one. I think their offense looked pretty good. Uh, they think their defense does enough. I think that is one of the seeds that goes down. Then we've got Montana going to NDSU. This spread also was interesting. I thought this spread would be bigger. Um, yeah. Vegas seems to love Montana. I think it's a stats thing because the games that they did win, they won by a lot. Um, so NDSU is only a six and a half point favorite at home, which I'm, take, I'm taking NDSU be, all the way, man. I think you have to. Right? If you if anybody watched the beginning of that Semo game, Semo's running back just pummeled Montana, and that's southeastern Missouri State. No disrespect to them, but they don't have the run rush attack of NDSU, and we've seen what Montana State rushing game run game did to them, and. I would love Montana to win this game, which oh, yeah, makes me like feel a little dirty because I really am not a not a Montana fan at all. But um, I just like seeing NDSU lose. It's my second favorite thing in the world besides SDSU winning. So, um, but I just don't in, in the Fargo Dome with a place they haven't played in a long time against that. I, I don't see them getting anything done. How how percentage of capacity will the Fargo Dome be full? Right? Uh, no, I imagine no. no. Well, maybe for Montana. I think yeah. Montana. Montana will I, travel a bit. I'm betting they'll them, have help them sell it out. I'm betting they'll have seventeen two. Nice dig. That was good. That was well done. I like that. I'm here for that sort of petty. 
As long as Montana's there to help them out, then it'll sell out. I mean, we had to help them sell it out earlier this year. Someone has to, you know. <laughs> I mean, they needed their rivals to sell out the two sellouts they had. Just saying. Mm. We didn't. But, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, as Kendall says, NDSU is dealing with the transfer portal. It will be interesting to see if that has any effect. You know, I think, if anything, it can have a better effect on them. Just kind of a, like... Uh, camaraderie like hey let's screw those guys they're out of here you know let's band together and win this thing without them <laughs> right um you know i think that's what the coaches will probably push i'm guessing no um, no hunter lipke but like brendan pointed is out, that confirmed no hunter lipke yes that's what it sounds like yeah yeah gotcha even without hunter lipke i think the ndsu offense has enough i think the only What's up, Dallas? How's it going? Hey, Dallas. Hello. Uh, I think the only way Montana stays in this game is with some of the uh, black magic or whatever, Montana magic. um, Right. With some crazy uh, special teams plays. And I think (laughs) Troy has obviously never seen a game in the Fargo Dome. (laughs) He's a very silly, silly person. I bet the referees. Yeah, Troy says, I I bet the referees help Montana. Um, Yeah. But no, I think. You're a big Sky fan, aren't you? That's adorable. I, I think NDSU is too disciplined to fall for that. And or he's an NDSU fan. Is Troy take an NDSU fan? Uh, Honey Badger says Montana's crowd didn't show up for their own game. Fargo will have empty seats. Uh, uh, I mean, it was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. weekend. So, yeah, like that that narrative has to stop. To like, oh, it looks so bad for the FCS. Have Have you seen a single screenshot of Maction this year? Or how about Texas A and M Stadium or Stanford? I mean, there's more empty seat. The amount of empty seats that are in some of those stadiums, you could fill cough the, the Dana 15 times with. Just it's Thanksgiving weekend. Attendance sucks that weekend for everybody. Yep. that's just reality. Yep. Next game we got here is Gardner Webb, who is kind of the Cinderella story so far of the of the playoffs, um, <laughs> which is kind of silly because they were only three point dogs. Um, but nobody really right. expected them to win. Um, they go to William and Mary. William and Mary is only a seven point favorite here. Um, I'll go first on this one. I'll take William and Mary. I think that they uh, take control of this game. <laughs> Did you put Bob in there? <laughs> what is that? It's Bob and Mary. <laughs> <He started that. laughs> Did you just catch that? For incarnate word, he put in te word, T E H word. It was funny. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't start, tried to color code my spreadsheet here and really messed it up. <laughs> We're just here to have a good time. Now, did you put that pick in his? Yeah. Chad, do you because, want do you want Gardner Webb or William and Mary? No, I want William and Mary, but I want to make sure Chad's oh. put in the right spot oh. because you went He's first. Got it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Go, yeah I put in wrong. the wrong spot. I'm sorry. I thought so. I yeah. and it doesn't matter. I, I'm just saying for the future, I have to protect myself here from oh, a I've bogus right loss. Thus far, so my <laughs> right. bad. well, that's because I've been picking first so far. So, <laughs> um, yeah. no, I think William and Mary's uh, just set up to stop Gardner Webb's run because. EKU towards the end of that game just looked like they were getting gashed, gashed, and then got yeah, their defense did not look good. And I have a lot more faith in William and Mary to hold up to that and to wear down a Gar- Garner Webb defense. So, yep. give me the tribe. Yep. All right, we've got Weber State going to Montana State. This spread Ooh. also surprised me. 
I thought Montana State Ooh. would be favored by a little more, but Montana State yeah. State is only favored by one. That's a that's a spicy meatball. I knew it was coming. <laughs> the spread it sure is. That's the spicy. Brendan's spicy meatball of the week. I love it. Oh man, I don't have Oh man, I don't have that. We need Fazoli's or somebody. Fazoli's <laughs> high quality Italian at fast food prices. Go for your drive-through Italian and spicy meatballs. <laughs> Only if they talk like that on the on the drive-through speaker. Maybe maybe we could get uh, Johnny Mario, Carino's spicy meatballs. Mario and Luigi running the drive-through. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Fazoli's. <laughs> <Aha. laughs> All right. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Montana State, uh, Weber State. I think they're very good. Um, I would like Weber State to beat Montana State. Now I think you're putting me in the wrong thing again, Chad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn it! <laughs> Get it together. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna take Montana State. I put Missouri State on there on purpose. It was. Oh, I thought okay. I see. I would have thought. I would have. I would have. I would have. I've gone. I'd have gone for it, but it was in Penn's spot. Um, I'm gonna take Montana State. I think all they've been hearing this whole time is about how tough of a matchup this is. How Weber State should have beat them because of the um because of the bad snaps for the safeties and how they didn't deserve to win that game and they're going to be all sorts of pissed off they get Afonso back uh so give me Montana State at home and I think they win convincingly I think they're going to be pissed off I'm going to go opposite of here I'm going to take Apo Taco and the lead for me grows I dig it We've got two two opposites so far. Ron, if your um, your kitties let me down, you owe me Fazoli's. <laughs> I think it's gonna be uh, like five bucks. <laughs> Montana State is on a roll here. Um, however, I don't think we will make as many mistakes as they did last time they were there. And uh, you know, if you look at if you look at the Montana State, you know they're on a roll. But who are they beating? Um, you know, if you want to take big credit for beating Montana, sure, go ahead. But I think NDSU is going to do the same thing in Montana this week. Um, right. And if you look at who, who uh, other than that, they haven't had that impressive win. So I'm going to take Weber State in this one. Next game, right we've on. got New Hampshire going to Holy Cross. Holy Cross is listed as a nine-point favorite. No way. I'm not gonna lie. So Dustin asked, "Can you get rolls at, at Fazoli's?" Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think breadsticks, like Chad says, but I will say uh, what you can get on our picks recap is the 50 Butter Burger of the Week watch, brought to you by Culver's uh, Brookings of Watertown. I could see UNH hammering Holy Cross because I don't think Holy Cross has the offense of Fordham, and they have a better defense than Fordham, but I don't think their offense is going to be on the field enough to keep up with them. So give me the Wildcats. Um, maybe Holy Cross proves us wrong, and that's who we're facing. But I got a sneaky suspicion that there's a chance we face all CAA teams throughout the bracket if we advance. Yeah, that's that potential. Means- I- I'm off screen for now. I'm looking up. I just want to make sure that this spreads right because it doesn't feel right. I just don't know how 
Holy Cross would be favored by that much against New Hampshire. Because they're the eight seed, and New Hampshire really hasn't beaten anybody that much of. Yeah. No, no it's but... it's right. It's right. I'm gonna take the other. The other thing I was gonna check is see if that Sanford uh, SLU spread was up yet, but it is not. Where did Ben go now? Did Ben go now? <laughs> I only uh, see a red screen. He's nowhere around. The red is probably right that Sanford spread will end up being six, <laughs> but that's okay. That's what we'll pick it as. Anyway, uh, so who did you pick in this one? New Hampshire? Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think you have to when it's nine. Shake if it nice was, and roll them. Come on. If it was don't a, be a coward. No, coward. If it was a pick them. chicken. I, I'd, I'd consider Holy Cross, but not at nine. I think UNH keeps this game close. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see who pulls it off. Last but not least, we've got SDSU. Uh, Delaware's coming to town again. Henderson's coming to town. SDSU is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, which I absolutely hate and have no wow. idea how to pick. That's a, I mean, that's a testament to the team. That's a testament to being the number one seed. That's a testament to the, t- the team. The tough part is Delaware was ranked in the top 10 for a reason earlier in the season. And then I think they struggled with some injuries. I think uh, the quarterback was hurt for a little bit of the season, if I remember right. Wusta um, says Dustin Helton. But uh, I, Delaware has a really, really salty defense. Um, and if you look statistically, they're the only team in the big three conferences within shouting different distance of points per game given up. Um, their run defense isn't nearly as stout as ours, which I think bodes well for us. However, um, in the past, we've had issues with the 3-3-5. Now on the flip side, Villanova runs a similar defense, and we, and we did well against them in the playoffs last year. So hopefully Mason McCormick and Greenfield – and Gus are all on the same page and, you know, can use some of that experience to get rolling against this defense. On the flip side, they are a pretty good passing team, uh, especially when the quarterback's in there. Uh, I think if I looked, when I remember looking at the stats, um, it was weird. It was kind of flipped. Our running game was very good, like top 50 or top 25 in the country. Their passing game was top 25 in the country. And then our passing game was around the 60 to 70 range for yards per game. And then their rushing game was around the 60, 70 yards, 70 rank in the yards per game. So that's an interesting stat, particularly because our strength, I would argue, is running the ball. Not that we're bad at passing the ball. I think we're very good at passing the ball, especially with the weapons we have. But I would argue our strength is running the ball and grinding teams down. And Delaware's defense is weaker, I guess, if you have to say it. Um, Part of their defense is against the run game. And if you were to statistically look at our defense, you would argue that our passing defense would be the quote-unquote weakness. Not that it's weak, but just that if you were to line it up compared to how our running defense does, it's not quite to that level. Um and Delaware seems to be better at passing the ball. Um, I do think we should be capable of making Delaware have to be one-dimensional again with how good our run defense has been this year, particularly with everybody back healthy. 
My concern is if it takes the offense a little bit of while, a little bit of time to get cooking after the two weeks off. If it takes a week, if it takes a couple drives, then I hate this line. If we come out firing on all cylinders right away and can move the ball, get some points first drive, then I love this line. So I don't know on this one. You have any insight? Because I just talked like an idiot for 10 minutes. (laughs) I enjoyed it. That was great insight. Um, <laughs> Whatever. And, you know, it was interesting. Yeah. So we we were watching, you know, paying pretty to- close attention to the San Francisco-Delaware game, knowing that this was going to – we were going to play the winner of that game. And I didn't hadn't looked up their stats before that game. If you would have asked me what's their strong suit, is it their run defense or their pass defense, I would have said run defense because right. they looked way better against the run than the pass. St. Francis was kind of gashing them in the pass game. Now, it's tough to tell if that was just a scheme thing. Maybe they were selling out on the run saying, hey, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to throw it. And mm-hmm. clearly, St. Francis couldn't do enough of that. So you can't take too much away from one game. Um, however, I do think that um, – I think we'll be able to move the ball against them. Um, you know, I think it'll – I think between the different scheme they run on defense and then us having two weeks off, essentially three weeks off, um, I think that it will come out slow. Um, I don't like – I think at the first half, we probably won't be happy with how the game's going. I could see us, like, leading, like, 10 to 7 and a half and us being kind of nervous. Um, however, I do feel like we'll get our feet under us, and I feel like we'll start to take over the game in the second half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take SDSU in this one. I think that we win 31 to 14. By 17. You know, I don't hate that. Um, I do think um, our defense should be – I have more faith in our defense to stymie them the whole game and our offense to – and our big offensive line to wear their, um, their defensive line out and start to gash them in the second half. So I'm going to be also picking SDSU. I think we it'll be like a one-score game going to the fourth, and then we score one more long choke-em-out drive to slam the door shut. I don't think people should be expecting a game like we had in the semifinals with them last year. I think that's just one of those games. Is it me or did Brendan freeze? I think Brendan froze. He said he only had like 17 minutes worth of battery left, so it could have been I a couldn't, problem. I actually thought it it's was It's a me, great face, I, though. Like, I saw, can I, I saw can you I make, moving, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm still alive. Maybe maybe I could give him a solo here, um, you know, so we could so we can see that. Just give him a solo yeah, here. Perfect. <laughs> um, I think uh, he was going to choose SDSU, to, to be fair. I don't know if he was because I think he was saying that we'd only win by two scores, but um, hopefully he can get back on here and make his final pick. Um, <laughs> Kendall says Delaware score will be lower than the temperature. Um, uh, and he's back. He's back. Here we go. My, my computer died, so we're doing yeah. this headphones we, only. We figured. I, I kind of stated as much. So. Oopsie, oopsie. What, what were you saying? Were you saying SDC is only going to win by two scores? Oh, 
Okay. I'll take SDSU, whatever. What what's the score? I mean you don't have I to. don't pick the you, score, you, Chad. You know this. You have nice a pretty try. good streak. You have a pretty good streak going of picking against SDSU and then us winning by a ton. So you don't want to break that. Yeah, my theory would put it it's fourteen and a half. Yeah, I'll take Delaware. He's feeling good about this. <laughs> oh, I have a chance. Yeah, you picked against me in the other ones. But no, hope, um, that Weber State's going to balance it out, so it's fine. I would rather <laughs> not be only up by one score going into the fourth quarter um, because I had enough of a problem watching the USA soccer game today. Uh, right. to sweat that one out late. Right. If anybody else uh, watched that game, that was a uh, – it, it decreased the years of my life, um, and I don't need that this Saturday. Um, having said that, the comment about the temperature doesn't matter. Get yes. dressed up. Get, uh, it's supposed to be windy Saturday. I don't care. Um, he's just saying it's going to neutralize a large part of their offense with Henderson. Um, Dion Blue and Raider said that. And, you know, there is potential there. I think Henderson, he is more of a, he's kind of, he's got that Tommy Schuster in him, this kind of a scrambling quarterback. Um, I think we need to put him on his ass a couple times and he'll kind of feel that cold, cold, hard turf. And I think he'll kind of, uh, shrivel up and, and not have a good rest of the game. But, um, Jesse Royston says, wish I could be there. Hopefully see you guys in a couple weeks. Um, we'll see about that. He's supposed to have a baby soon. So, um, oh. don't know if we'll see him, but, uh, anyway, um, what I was saying is everybody should dress up, uh, dress appropriately, get out to the game, uh, stop by our tailgate. We'll have, we'll be in a big blue conglomeration of tents. Yes. Uh, we've all got these sweet zip up sides now and we've got heaters inside and it is like toasty warm in there. So oh yeah. Um, if you're looking for a warm spot to tailgate, stop by, have a beer. Um, like Brendan's, what are you smoking a turkey? I'm smoking a turkey. I'm going to make some green bean casserole because I was going to for Thanksgiving and never did. So I got the ingredients. So you might as well. Yes. Um, it's going to be Thanksgiving and Brookings. Um, but yeah, get your, get your playoff tickets um, and get, get to the game. Yeah. I, you know, um, our Matt Zimmer, I almost his Twitter handle. Argus Matt Z. Um, Matt Zimmer. Uh, had a phenomenal article about this. He he said what we've been trying to say for, or have been saying. He just said it more eloquently than me calling people soft. Um, <laughs> it's time as a fan base to sack up and show up. Like this is going to be a yearly thing, and it's been what we're on twelve years in a row now. It's the fourth longest playoff streak in FCS history period, which is amazing considering how long we've been eligible for the playoffs. But um, if you – people just got to get used to it. That's what it is. This is what it is. The And you can say, you know, oh, stadium experience this and that and whatever. At some point, it is on the fans. They can only do so much. What are they supposed to do? Roll out a personal tent for each person who buys a ticket? Like <laughs> Tickets are 12 bucks. They're not that expensive. It is what it is. I got people messaging me about Natty tickets right now. Like, show up to these games. 
be there. It's it matters. It's a huge difference. It makes a huge difference for just for the morale of the team. Never mind what effect a a big crowd can have on a game, especially a loud one like we have in the cold. Um, Yeah, get there, have fun. Hopefully, we can make them one dimensional. I love our odds if we can just absolutely force them not run the ball and only pass because. We saw what happened where our D-line was able to get their their ears pinned back and just know that they're trying to pass all the time. It worked out well. Henderson was beaten to hell that game. Um, so I would love to see a repeat of that. I don't know if it's going to happen that way, but that would be awesome. That's pretty cool. I didn't uh, go to that last comment about the students. I did not know that they were getting free tickets to every game. That's pretty cool. Pre- President Dunn paid for them. That's what, yeah, Brexit. Yep, which is sick. Yep. yep, same. Yeah, I really, I would love just, I mean, even if the student section packs it out like they have right. been all year, except for, you know, going to give them a pass on the last game because, you know, a long weekend, whatever. Now it's your time to shine, kids. Yeah. Show us up. Show up and these soft old people who won't show up when it's cold. <laughs> like Dion said, you know, it. Uh, these guys deserve it. And yes, know, they, they we need to be the 12th man this team deserves, uh, dress up and step up. And you know, you talk about odds and you talk about Frisco. Um, if you've been paying attention to the odds, we are the odds on favorite to go to Frisco. Let's make sure that happens by having a home field advantage. These guys have yeah. earned the right to have the number one seed. Let's make it worth something. It's only yep. worth something if people show up and we make it a home field. If nobody shows up and it's just a you know, a quiet, cold stadium, they might as well be in, I don't know, Delaware, <laughs> you know? Right. I, I, mean, <laughs> I'm in Delaware. I mean, there's some, there's some comfort being in Brookings, but you know, let's, uh, let's get out there and, and really show them, show them the support they need. Um, yeah. Chad brought up the, the championship odds there, which again, is really interesting that um, Sac State is plus 250 still. Um, and then DSU is plus 800, but I don't know. These might not be the updated ones. The updated ones I saw were... They're, they're not the updated yeah, this ones. Is, this is the yeah. most recent I could find. The updated ones were interesting because uh, Weaver State and Montana State had about equal odds um, to make it to the semifinals, um, which is kind of represented in their um, spread this week of only being a one-point spread. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that game goes, see how the Holy Cross... Uh, New Hampshire game goes, and hopefully we're um, uh, looking forward to the next round after this game. Yes, and somebody mentioned bringing cowbells. I'm bringing cowbells. I'm bringing cheap ones. I think everybody should do it. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> Just bring the goddamn thing. See what see what that happens. That's fun. <clears throat> like that's how Mississippi State does it. Montana State brings them to damn playoff games. So get out of my face. It's not a conference game anymore. Bring cowbells. And then just start bringing conference games. Mississippi State, like the SEC, outlawed the cowbells at games apparently in the 70s. And they just did it anyways. They just keep so, going in. Yeah. Love so let's, let's bring them back. I, I think that's up to us fans. Just bring it back. See what happens. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a nasty grab from the university later. Don't be encouraging that. But I'm encouraging it. Yeah. I was going to say, we, we probably don't want to be the ones that, <laughs> that push that agenda. <laughs> but if our listeners push that agenda, then maybe we can say we didn't have a whole lot to do with it. <laughs> B, B Team Mafia is going to get it done, baby. And yeah. I will... <laughs> 
<laughs> and for anybody listening who did order one of the new white and checkerboard flags, uh, show up to the tailgate uh, in the library lot right by right across from where the alumni tent is. I will have the flags at the tailgate. Matt's getting them to me. Um, and the mega tent. Yeah. I love it. I love Dustin's comment. That's beautiful. If they wanted, a, if our if our players wanted a quiet, cold stadium, they'd have gone to school in Vermilion. And oh, that's a mic drop. That's a walk off. I love Except it. Except for they wouldn't be playing this time of year. Well, that too. That's true. All right. With that, get to the game. Go big. Go blue. Go Jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our other sponsors, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, go Jazz!